Hi, I'm Zune owner George Brummel. Hi, I'm iPod owner Larry Davis. iPod Classic, not iPod Touch. iPod Touch sucks. Larry, what what have you been playing lately? I'm asking you this up front because uh, I actually don't think that we're going to have a whole lot to say about the two games that I picked out this week. So, uh, still just Dishonored two, actually. Mm. Um, still really liking it. I have been playing Anno eighteen hundred, uh, and I'm sure if anyone's on Mastodon, they probably or follow me on Mastodon specifically. Uh, probably have seen some of the stuff that I've been uh, thrown out there, screenshots from the game. Uh, that thing's way more fucking wild than any Anno game I've played up to now. Like, I'm developing this re- really weird narrative with uh, my expedition team that's, like, trying to go find the new world. First, they found Amazonia, and the Amazon women there didn't speak any English, but they were fascinated by my crew's, like, charts and maps, and then they started laughing at them and then drew a shortcut on the maps, which took them to a jungle island where they got stalked by a jungle cat that they captured. Uh, then it had the option to just throw the cat overboard, and I thought, boy, it'd be funny if my crew just got, like, a morale boost from watching this animal, like, get lowered into the ocean in a steel cage and just drown. Uh, but instead, I threw all the wood off my boat, because uh, I only had, like, two slots open to hold stuff in, and one was taken up by wood, and one was taken up by potatoes, and that's all these men have been living off of. Uh, I put the cat in. And then my team got attacked by pirates, and apparently I could just send the jungle cat over onto the pirate ship. Like, that's the thing that you can do with this game, and it fucking murdered all the pirates. I just have, like, a bunch of goddamn maniacs on this boat, eating wood and potatoes and capturing lions and murdering pirates, and I'm not even sure I want them to come back anymore. I'm afraid of them. I feel like maybe your your ship is very similar to the Oprah Din in... Return of the Oprah Den. Just like every so? weird thing possible happening on it at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you played that, but No, I haven't. It's a it's like an investigation thing where you're like going to find out what happened to the people on the Oprah Den. Uh, everyone on it is dead or missing. And so you go in and Basically, you can go to certain points, and it will play you audio of a specific moment, and then you're in, like, a snapshot of it, basically. And you can walk around, and you can look and see who's who. Like, you don't necessarily know who was talking in the audio mm. parts. So it's like Batman's detective mode. Hmm, a little bit, but you don't really, like, <laughs> connect things. You kind of just look at it, and then you go in your book, and you... uh, The main mechanic is filling in this person's name is this and they died how and so that's basically it that's what you're trying to figure out and so you sort of have to go through process of elimination for some of this stuff or you know like you see this character working on like sawing pieces of wood for the ship at some point so you know it's like a carpenter or a carpenter's assistant then you look at the ship log to see their name and you can figure out that's it it's stuff like that but basically, uh, there's a whole lot of weird stuff that happens in that, including, like, kraken attacks and, like, evil mermaids and spider monsters and stuff. I mean, first of all, that sounds really good and, like, I should play it. Uh, second, with the way that Anno has been shaping out, I actually would not be surprised at this point if there is an event for your expedition team where they come across a kraken. Yeah, probably. 
uh, I haven't played any of the Anno games except for whatever that one was you made me play and it really <laughs> sucked. Um, I've, I've played 1602. I played that one that we played. I, I can't remember what that one's called. It's like 2300 or something. something. Yeah. Uh, and now I've been playing around in 1800. And uh, I can say the one that I got you to play is definitely the worst one. Like they well, really thanks. overcomplicated that. At the time, I just thought that's what Anno games had become. Uh, 1800 is kind of showing me that no, that one was just very overly complicated for no reason. Uh, 1800s made like a ton of like quality of life improvements. Um, it's way better at communicating. Here's what you need. Here's what you don't have the ability to build. Uh, managing your citizens' happiness and your workforce is a lot more streamlined. So it t- it takes away a lot of the frustration I had with that last game that we played the the 20 whatever. It feels more like 1602, but 1602 being as old of a game as it was, it was fairly obtuse. And so it's just like a more improved version of that for me, which is what I would want out of an Anno game. 1800 um, is much better at uh, explaining to the player why the pig farm exploded. <laughs> it didn't, though. The thing is, it just popped up saying there was an explosion at pig farm, and it wasn't the pig farm, it was the soap factory, and then it cropped... It caught the brewery on fire, and then it also caught a bunch of houses on fire. Makes sense. There, there was the the one thing actually I would say this game is still not very good at is indicating proximity for certain buildings. Uh, because the fire department, I built a ore mine, and the entire mine exploded. Everything over there blew the fuck up and caught on fire. And the single fire department I built was too far. So I had to build another one, and then it goes through this process of, like, this meter taking up, going like, oh, we gotta train the firefighters. Well, yeah, it's to keep you from just not having a fire department until you need it, and then building it immediately. So that entire goddamn place burned the fuck down, because I couldn't get firefighters in time. Oh, that's your fault. It was my fault. Well, yes, but also that is one thing that the game could be better about communicating is, okay, here's the radius that it's effective in. I'm still confused if it's just like, does the radius of this building just need to overlap with the radius of this other one, or does the radius need to overlap with the actual physical building? Um, that stuff still doesn't make any sense to me, but everything else has been like a lot more clear. Um, but yeah, also the last uh, the last thing I'll say about it, and the last thing that happened with my crew, uh, was that a man fell ill. And it gave me the opportunity to study him and figure out what was really wrong with him or put him in quarantine and let him die alone. And I chose quarantine, which the crew hated, because at that point I was like, look, motherfuckers, like one thing on this boat needs to go down normal. I do not know what is going to happen if I just let this dude wander around. We're all going to sprout tentacles in the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Ugh. Anyway, what we got this week? Well, uh, we really we really dove into the last few games that we talked about. Uh, we had a good long conversation about the Mario movie. Uh, yeah, we reviewed the first two Zelda games at at some point way back when. Yeah, sometime. Uh, yeah, that I'm pretty sure that happened. Uh, but sometimes you need a nice, easy episode. You need a palate cleanser. Uh, And I think that there's no better way to do that than uh, by picking two casual puzzlers. Uh, Puzzle Bobble? It's a fun game, right? Yeah. Everyone likes Puzzle Bobble. Sure. AKA Bust a Move? Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, Tetris for the original Game Boy? That's a good game. Sure. Yeah. Tetris Battle Guided, though, that's just a game for freaks. And that's yes. what I played. Okay. Because I'm a freak. Uh, Larry, I was talking to you a lot before we did this episode uh, that I don't actually know what we're going to discuss because I tried to find out any bits of light development info I could on Tetris Battle Gaiden, and it doesn't exist. I uh, don't know how this game came to be. Yeah, that's not too surprising. I feel like Tetris Battle Gaiden was made by, like, some band of rogue maniacs from within the company that were like, we're just going to make this for us to play against each other, and the characters are going to be horribly broken and imbalanced, and we don't care. Uh, yeah, uh, it was made by Blue Planet Software. Uh, that much I do know. Uh, they have made, like, uh, I'm kind of looking through the list of other games that they've made. Uh, they've done a lot of Tetris stuff, like uh, uh, Super Tetris 2, Super Tetris 3. Uh, they worked on the Game Boy version of Tetris. Uh, v Tetris, Word Trist, Yoshi's Cookie. So they've done Word a lot Trist. of uh, God. Yeah. How about Hattress? Yeah. Hattress sucked. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, Tetris Party, uh, Wii game, apparently. Tetris Plus. They, they've done a lot of Tetrises. Uh, did, but this um... is like the one that is maybe the most, like, this is a real outlier compared to the rest of those Tetris games that I just read off, because those still, for the most part, just play like regular Tetris. Who did Tetris Fear? Uh, I do not know. I wonder if that was like actual the Tetris Company. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, the Tetris Company. I got emotional about Tetris. Uh, oh, we all do at some point in our lives. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I I don't know. I can't course, even seem to bring Tetris Fear up. Of course, at the time, like I didn't pay attention to who develops what game anyway, so keep talking and I'll look. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Tetris Battle Gun is a game that I... I mean, you and me, I think, found out about it through Giant Bomb, uh, who played it quite a bit. Quick note, Tetris Fear was made by H2O Entertainment. Okay. Excellent. I have no idea what else they've made. I don't either. Their uh, name is not clickable on Wikipedia. Oh, they must have made a lot then. I guess so. Yeah. Who knows if they're even still in business. Uh, No, I I learned about uh, about it from Giant Bomb, but I think one of the things that I found interesting was I guess people from Giant Bomb must have really gone around and talked about it a whole lot because I then started meeting just other people out in the wild who were aware of it but not aware of Giant Bomb. And I'm not sure how they would have found out about Tetris Battle Gaiden because this game never came out in America. Yeah, it was probably um, sort of like Giant Bomb's revival of Windjammers where it kind of just got beyond it. <laughs> so one of those same friends, uh, Jacob, who we talked about on uh, a podcast called Stand and Deliver uh, that we think that? we don't do anymore. Oh. Well, it's, what if we did a podcast where I've never watched any of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but you have, and then you get me to watch all of it with you? That sounds like it would be fun. Wouldn't take long. No, I mean, there's only, like, what, three seasons? Yeah, sure. Four? I mean, you know, we could watch multiple per week, too, so it really wouldn't... That'd be easy. Yeah. Get a whole chunk of them done. I mean, it's all out now. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It is all out now. Yeah. At this very moment, this late into 2019, it's all out. That's true. 
wouldn't uh, be a chore at all. <laughs> we wouldn't uh, end up like having a week where we just see like 20 minutes of nonsense and it's like, well, that didn't have any resolution or anything and nothing happened. Yeah, we definitely wouldn't week. need to take a break to talk about the Fast and the Furious movies or anything like that. I mean, the, we wouldn't be put in that kind of a, of a position. No, could still do it for funsies. We could still do it for funsies. Uh, yeah, Jacob, uh, unprovoked one night, was just like, hey, have you heard about this game called Tetris Battle Gaiden? My friend and I play it all the time. <laughs> and so he and I have gotten like incredibly competitive at it. Uh, so I can say concretely because i think like the the thing on giant bomb was always ninja kid is the one that's the most broken that's bullshit it's the tiki man he's the most broken tiki yeah. man is banned in his household he is he's so fucking boring to play against uh, uh is jacob the one that didn't like roger rabbit yes yeah Ugh. and he plays as, as tiki man all the time because he is a monster that's so jacob so here's uh should probably explain how to well so before i completely get off of jacob i i should mention too he also was aware of windjammers without me bringing that up either and he is way into windjammers sure windjammers is great it is it's an amazing game uh windjammers too he's i think more excited for that thing than any human being i know and i feel like <laughs> i'm fairly excited for it so i'm not i don't care about that Just give me the original i yeah, they did put out that like HD version, but then like didn't it also not work super good or something? Wasn't like yeah, online was broken with? Yeah, maybe, but like, playing Windjammers online, like whatever. I don't know. I would. I don't think I'd get anything out of that game playing against. It. It's fun when like people come over to my house and we just set up like arcade sticks and play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like local multiplayer is where it's at for Windjammers. Yeah, online. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. The way Tetris Battle Gaiden works is you got your typical like Tetris setup of just you know your two boards. You're playing it competitively, but you have different characters who have their own supers. Uh, you unlock your supers by hitting these orbs that are part of the uh, Tetraminos. Uh, so when you clear the line, you get an orb. You can set it in the option for like how many orbs will need like be needed for what moves. Uh, but typically, it's just one, two, three, four. Um, your first level move is like a screen clearing thing to help you out and then your other ones are just going to depend on the character some of them are more defensive and some of them are more offensive uh, but each character has completely different move sets uh, so Tiki Man in particular to explain why he's bullshit uh, his first level move pushes all the blocks in the center uh, to fill the gaps so he like pushes everything to the sides uh, which is incredibly good because you're just freeing up so much of your well. And so you really don't want to use, like, anything else with Tiki Man other than your one, because it makes him, like, borderline impossible to kill. Yeah. It's just really, really good. I mean, Ninja Kids uh, is really good, too, because he just straight up takes out a chunk, like, five, six yeah. lines or something. In general, like, you kind of either want your level four or you want your level one. Like, two and three usually aren't worth actually using. So either yeah. you're building up for something big to screw with, like your opponent, or you're just constantly trying to keep your well managed and just play a really good game. And some of the fours are incredibly messed up, like the uh, the princess girl or whatever who uh, basically takes your board, like switches your board with your enemies, 
and so you can just like drop a whole bunch of crap on yours and make it completely yeah. messed up and then uh, I'm looking, switch with them. Looking at princesses, level fours copy the inverse of Aladdin's fax ability. This move copies the opponent's play field to the player, causing them to be exactly the same. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's the other one that does it. Yeah. Which is still fun because then, like, you're incentivized to just play the worst game of Tetris imaginable. Just stack your shit high and then, yeah, fax it over. Yeah. Tetris Battle Guide is great. It is. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, like, looking at other characters' moves. Um, Oh, right, there's a Rinsa mode in this too, which I always thought was a really fun thing to throw it on, where when you mm-hmm. clear a line, basically all the pieces, like the individual blocks, have gravity, so any holes that are left, when you clear, everything, like, drops down into the holes. Yep. There's so also you can the, start, uh, like, doing huge chains of Tetrises that way. Yeah, there's the hidden boss characters, like the dragon, or whatever. Yeah. Right? This, yeah, this dragon thing, like, and then... it just uses a random character's move every time. Uh no, that's actually Tiki Man's level four, so he'll use a random level four. Oh, okay. Alright. Which so like Tiki Man, you only want to do your level one and he becomes infuriating to play against. If you want a game of Tetris Battle Gaiden that lasts literally forever, you put Tiki Man against Tiki Man. I don't want to put Tiki Man against Tiki Man. Brothers divided cannot stand, Larry. They just, they, they can't. Who said that? Anyway, uh, isn't Abraham Lincoln, houses, two houses divided cannot stand? It's not. Okay. Julius Caesar? Yeah. George William Costanza? Bonaparte. George Costanza? <laughs> sure. I'm sure it was him. By the side note, I am playing Dream Drop Distance, and I don't know if they got George Costanza to play the uh, gargoyle in the Hunchback level, or if it's just a sound-alike, but if it's a sound-alike, it's really good. It's probably not actually Jason Alexander. But that's the thing, is I kind of think that Jason Alexander would be, like, on James Wood's level of just needing some work. Like, at least at the point in time that game came out. Oh, because he's got Seinfeld money. Nobody on Seinfeld needs any money ever suppose that's true i didn't consider that anyway uh halloween kid is one that i like to play as the most uh he's an adorable little pumpkin boy with a witch's hat on Mm -hmm. uh who was your favorite character when you played the game uh yeah he is pretty good i i like the aladdin one Mm. Yeah, because that fax move is some real fucking bullshit. Yeah, like, like that's kind of like all I ever used, basically. To just like make a real mess of all of this and then send it to them and let them deal with it. Yeah, well, I'm not sure I really have a whole lot else to say about Tetris Battle Gaiden other than just oh well, they they were putting out that game for a while. It was called like uh, Spara or something like that. That was basically oh, like because yeah. they they've not made another one of these games. Uh, so this team was, like, really inspired by Tetris Battle Garden and basically just started making their own. Uh, and, like, they didn't quite use Tetraminos. Like, they had some that were, like, in the shape of plus signs and stuff like that. Like, just different enough that, you know, copyright wouldn't be an issue. Sure. Uh, and then that game came out, and they completely fucking changed it. Like, I bought it, not expecting that. They just changed the entire thing to Pokemon Puzzle Link. Wait, Really? Yeah, like they, it's, I don't know attack. if they hit it, huh? 
I said AKA Tetris Attack because yeah, yeah. I my I've always just associated it with Pokemon Puzzle because that was my first experience with that. But oh yeah, yeah. It, like I bought that game because they had like an open beta or something like that that was free to play, and it was just Tetris Battle Guide. And then I don't know if like the Tetris company got on them about it or something, but when the actual game came out and I bought it, it was just Tetris Attack. And so I got a refund immediately because I did not care about a clone of Tetris Attack. That's not a thing that we really need. I like, like Tetris there's no Attack other Tetris Battle Guides. Sure, but there's multiple Tetris Attacks. There's not multiple Tetris Battle Guides. Mm, not really, though, is the thing. Look, I got a card of Pokemon Puzzle League. I'm, I'm sad. Yeah, so do I. But also, mm-hmm. it's a Nintendo 64 game. Yeah, well. You tell me you don't like playing Tetris with the Nintendo 64's analog stick? Are you no. tell me that doesn't feel great? Also not a huge fan of uh, everything looking like I'm like I'm trying to read it through a dirty window. Just rub some Vaseline on your eyeballs? I was trying to avoid the overused cliche, but yes, sure, Vaseline. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, if I have much to say about Tetris Battle Garden, um, I sure wish Spera or whatever it's called turned out the, the way that they intended it to. Uh, oh man, you I know also what? Played... No. Okay, my preferred character uh, is the the samurai wolf. Oh yeah, because he does that thing where he like jumps on the screen and he does like a horizontal slice with his like katana and like takes a chunk of the board. Yes, off. that's who I was thinking of with Ninja Kid's move. Oh, so Ninja's oh Ninja Kid is he pushes all the blocks to one side, which is similar to Tiki Man's, but usually doesn't leave like quite as much of an opening. Yes, but Ninja Kid's level four is. <sighs> Oh, it's the it's the one that turns the opponent's blocks stone, so they have to clear them twice. Yeah, which is that's also pretty good, up. but I think that... Yeah, but that's also easier to manage than uh, getting faxed a garbage board with a bunch of holes punched in it. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Because assuming you were playing that, like, not as Aladdin, you weren't building it up to oh, be oh. trash in the place. Look, I, okay... I'm looking at a list of them. Aladdin's level 4 is not the fax one. His level 4 is the one that basically lets you control the enemy's pieces. So that's why I used him. Oh right, his level 3 is fax. That's fucked up actually that you could get that faster. Yep. Okay. And uh, his level (laughs) 2 also makes it so he can't get garbage. So yes, that's why I used him. Yeah, Aladdin is is pretty good. I I do think that Tiki Man's level one though, just like he's not Tiki is not like broken. I'd say he's just like really boring to play yeah. against because his other moves are not really that good. It's just like he can kind of present or he can kind of uh prevent you from like quick dropping your pieces. Mm-hmm. Like he holds them up so you have to just wait for them to fall down, which is yeah, just it's just annoying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it benefits him because he basically gets his, his selection over what Tetraminos he's going to get. Mm-hmm. But, like, also doesn't, like, actually doesn't because he's going to get all of them. Also, Aladdin's level one not only just removes two of his lines, but also it shoves them over to the opponent. Jeez. So that's another good way to mess with him. 
Tetris Battle Gaiden is a fucked up game. It is. It's I got it out of all the competitive. Yes, I was going to say out of all the competitive fighting, like competitive puzzle games, it's the most mean spirited. It is. Man, that's just mean. That's mean, man. When Tetris ninety nine came out, I kept thinking like, you know how fucked it'd be if there were just like a Tetris Battle Gaiden ninety nine. A hundred, a hundred pumpkin kids just <laughs> parachute onto an island. A <laughs> hundred ninja kids drop onto an island. Only one will be left. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good, though. It'd be such chaos. Like, that or a Tetris uh, Puyo 99 would also be amazing. Just imagine having to deal with both of those boards swapping back and forth while also being in a game against, ni- like, 98 other people. Yeah. Oh, man. Puyo Puyo Tetris is so good. It is. It's really good. Slam those Tetraminos through the Puyos. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, uh, real quick, I did also play the original uh, Tetris on the Game Boy, which I'm I'm sure I brought it up on Stand and Deliver. Uh, that was the first video game that I've ever played. Um, my parents had recently gotten divorced, and my dad had to take my ass to Oregon to go live with my mom, and he got really sick of me talking in the car, so he handed me a Game Boy with Tetris on it. Uh, just had so it on basically him. all of this is his fault. He just had a Game Boy ready to go? Yeah, I mean, it was his Game Boy, and like the one thing that he had on it was Tetris, uh, and then he, like he just let me keep it. Like he left me at my mom's, and then was just like, it, it "Just, just keep it." Great. Uh, so that was my first game and my first system. Uh, he did the same thing later with his Sega Genesis, which he only had uh, Road Rash and some sort of baseball game on, and he left those with me too. So the first two systems I ever had was just. My dad didn't like video games too much, but kept buying them for some reason and then just gave them to me. I mean, that's kind of what I do now. I don't like video games, but I keep buying them. Keep <laughs> hoping this time this one's going to be a good one. Yeah. Did you see, uh, uh... Uh, people are mad again because Oddworld Soulstorm is going to be an Epic Games exclusive. Uh... As if any of those people would have ever bought it to begin with. Yeah. I'm frankly surprised they're even making another odd world. Like, I'm surprised that they look around and they're like, there's enough of a market for this. I'm glad they are, because I love odd world. Oh, sure. I'm not saying I'm upset about it. Just surprised that there is enough of an audience to justify making one. Odd world's not on this list, is it? Uh, odd world and uh, Abe's Exodus. Oh, so you mean Odyssey and Exodus? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be playing the original ones uh, like a damn lunatic instead yeah, of the newer it's, versions that they put out. It's a bad idea, but okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's a lot of games on this list that are a bad idea to be playing in the way that I am, but I'm going to I do it. I fired up original Exodus last week. Hmm. And I'm how, telling you... How much time did you put into it before you bailed? About 30 minutes. Okay. To the point where it's like, oh right, you have to time pressing a button to disable these mines. You don't, you just get exploded. Also, you have to time it for when it flashes green, not for when Abe, like, actually... Because he has to do this animation of reaching out and tapping it. So you have to just, like, press it when it turns green, not trying to time it so he'll touch it when it's green. Seems unintuitive. No, actually, it's probably better because it's easier to time that way. 
than uh, no. trying to get no. it the other way. But it's still weird. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, the other game that On I played. On the other hand, was... yeah, all of the voices and everything are still great. But you would still get For the sure. get that in the new one anyway. You know, Slick Lorne like Lanning yelling. is a pressure. Yes, I love Lorne Lanning. I could listen to him talk all day. Yeah. The uh, the main reason I ever wanted to go to E3 was to interview Lorne Lanning because he will do it. You've got a microphone. He'll sit with you and talk all day. Microphone isn't even plugged in. Just running up to him with this mic. You just end up talking about his time at NASA or whatever. I guess like aeronautics. You're just dressed up like a newsie during all of this. Probably. He's got yeah. overalls, the newsie hat on. The, the, the little like paper the... sticking out of it. Says press. <laughs> I was just about to say fedora with the card that says press in it. Yeah. <laughs> And then, at, like, after talking to him for four hours, I'd just be like, okay, do it, but go, do the Abe voice. Do it. You know, <laughs> For you that, though, to. you, like, you you pull out a recorder. Like, the yeah. mic's not hooked up, but you got a recorder on you for the Abe voice. Not a tape recorder, like a, like a flute-type recorder. And say, hey, play this. <laughs> Pretend but do it as it. Abe. Yes, do yeah. it as Abe. <laughs> say, ollie, yeah, and then play the recorder. Play the Jurassic Park theme on this recorder, please. Here's a. I do just really like this scenario, though, where you have a tape recorder and the only thing that's on the tape is Lauren Lanning doing the Abe voice, and you just like pull it out of a drawer and listen to it every now and then. Put it back. (laughs) Just sitting in my study listening to it, and then. And Lauren Lanning crashes through the window, and I'm like, ah, yes, I shall become a game designer. I was thinking it's like darker than that. Like you sneak into your study at night, you close the door, you lock it, you pull your, you pour yourself a drink, and then you pull the tape recorder out just to give it one listen to. Oh, just wow, sink you. back into your chair. Yeah, pour a nice cup of surge. <laughs> Man, uh, Puzzle Bobble was the other game that I played. Puzzle Bobble's good. Yeah, not sure uh, why it's called Nintendo. Puzzle. No, no. Uh, the wait. What's the difference between Puzzle Bobble and Bubble Bobble? Bubble Bobble's the platformer. Okay. All right. I had to make sure for a second. Uh, I I played the Super Nintendo one, uh, which I think is just called like Puzzle Bubble Bust a Move. Yeah. Super so, Bust a Move is the platformer. Yes. One, so it? Puzzle Bobble was renamed to Bust a Move in the U.S., which then yes. meant. The series, the dancing series, Bust a Move, had to be renamed to Bust a Groove, uh, right. which caused a lot of problems. Also, uh, they had a history of terrible box art for them, including the one on PS2 that uh, was like a baby spitting. Yeah, basically, I couldn't play the PlayStation Two one because I was too scared of the cover. That makes sense. Yeah doesn't matter though they're basically all the same yeah you you can kind of talk about one and talk about all of them and the thing that made me go play this uh to begin with was walking around at work and someone was playing like a free uh like flash game version of it called breakout and then i was like no that's puzzle bobble and they like had this back and forth of no it's breakout no it's puzzle breakout is a different thing that's the one where yes, you have the exactly. paddle and you're like hitting the bricks. Yeah. 
so it was just like, yeah, I've never actually sat down and like spent a good amount of time with Puzzle Bubble. I've always just kind of like sat down, played a game, moved on, which is like the way that you probably should play puzzle games. You probably shouldn't actually sit down and play a hundred damn levels of Puzzle Bubble. No. Uh, but I did in a single sitting. Ask me what it did to my brain. What did it do to your brain? I don't uh, think so good anymore, because uh, I got, like, 12 tumors, and they need to take them all out. They are all malignant. Oh, it feels so good. Say, have you seen those YouTube videos where it's just, like, a woman drank, like, a whole container no. of soy sauce to see what it did to her brain? No. I'm just imagining one of those of a man played a hundred matches of Puzzle Bobble. Here's what happened to his liver. So it's always like this weird connection that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Man stubbed his toe. Here's what happened to his heart. Anyway, if you have like just any kind of medical phobia, don't watch those fucking videos. No, I'm not. Don't have to tell me not to. Yeah. No, it turns out if you drink an entire container of soy sauce, it makes your brain shrink, and then you become a paraplegic. Oh, right, because it pickles you, basically, because of all the salt in it. Yeah. 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 It was like a lady saw this uh, article that was just like, oh, it's a new detox thing. It was like the soy sauce challenge, and she <laughs> drank a whole fucking container of soy sauce. Like, two liters of soy sauce. Let me just chug this no, and mummify was... myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, she's fucking dead. <laughs> R.I.P. Soy Sauce Lady. Sorry about your brain, Soy Sauce Lady. This is something that Gwyneth Paltrow was, like, promoting on the Goop cast. It's like, you Ugh. don't believe this new soy sauce cleanse. I don't want to hear about Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. Me either. <sighs> Shout out to Yeah, Kara. I... I... I don't know uh, exactly what to say about Puzzle Bobble, other than it is a very, very cute a quaint puzzler um very easy like in the hundred matches that i played none of them were difficult at all it was actually kind of a breeze just sitting down and playing that game it's super casual as far as a lot of puzzle games go yeah uh it's nice yeah i just really like the art style i think that those characters look adorable yeah bub and bob yeah they're cool uh, yeah i I shouldn't have to explain what it is because I'm pretty sure everybody has uh, seen it or played it. But basically, you just got a bunch of bubbles at the top of your screen and you have to angle uh, one that pops up on your like little shooter at the bottom. And you just want to like connect the colors. But then like you can get chains going and like knock out a bunch of the boards. So a good game of Puzzle Bobble is you basically figure out like the, the fewest possible moves to just clear it all out. And, uh, and that's like as complicated as it gets. It's, you know, there's a competitive mode to it, too. Basically, just trying to clear your board faster. But, um, you know, Puzzle Bobble being what it is, is more something that you just want to sit down, uh, pour yourself a drink, a nice surge, uh, listen to your Lauren Lanning tape, and just relax. Exactly. Yeah. That's living. Let's have a good... It, yeah. Yeah. Drinking a liter of soy sauce is the opposite of living, though. Yeah, turns out, not great. No time to die, says James Bond as he knocks back another bottle of soy sauce. <laughs> That's what the new movie's about. It's just two hours of watching Daniel Craig say, I don't want to be in this franchise anymore, and then he starts drinking <laughs> soy sauce. 
Uh, I linked it on Mastodon, but I really hope that movie's just that kids in the hall skit of the guy who has a list of things to do and then he gets like held hostage, but he's still just trying to do his list, like pick up his dry cleaning. Just jumps out of the car. Yeah, no okay. idea what I'm talking about. That's nope, the episode. Alright. Do you have any just teas? Look up kids in the hall things to do. Uh, do any what? Teas for next time? Uh, not really. Oh, well, Isn't the whole point like I, I kind of hide what we're doing? Well, yeah, it is. But I, thought you, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I know. Why are we here? I know what I did. Because Stand and Deliver ended and we decided that we're going to do podcasts until they bury us. We... Yeah. No, I know what we're doing next week. I have something planned out. Uh, okay. It is very appropriate. It's very timely. And I think that you will not enjoy it. Uh, which means I'll love the hell out of it. Okay, well, until then. Yeah, until I force you to talk about something I know you don't like next uh, week. Until then, I'm... I've continued to be Larry Davis for the duration of this. How much longer, I have no idea. About two years. I've counted how many episodes we're going to do. It's a lot. This is not going to last two years. One of us is going to be dead before then. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, I I should mention actually somebody on, uh, speaking of Mazdon, since I brought it up several times in this podcast, um, someone I mentioned playing Jackal and uh, Wrath of the Black Mana. I have removed a couple of games from my list and I put those on. Oh, right. Shout out to Dale G, Buffalo Loser, at something, something I forget. Uh, thanks to those <laughs> suggestions that me, it's, it's like Womp.com or something. I don't know. A weird one uh but yes you said you had added those yeah i actually intend to play those pretty soon um stuff like i'm currently playing right now is well i finished like oracle of ages oracle of seasons and i was going to do ocarina of time next and then like the intentions for me to get to jack one wrath of the black man after that so so hopefully we'll be able to do like an episode about that uh relatively soon to clarify you're saying wrath of the black manta not wrath of the black man so that's yeah. kind of what it sounds like you're saying every yes, time. Yes, did I put down the wrong game? Uh, <laughs> it's maybe. supposed to be Wrath of the Black Man? Oh no. That's a Commodore game, right? That's that that's when like, you were able to get away with that? Yeah, it seems like something. Uh, yeah, it seems like an Amiga game. ZX Spectrum. Uh, that's the episode. Goodbye, dinosaurs.